0: Welcome to Future Construct. I'm Mark and the owner of BIM Designs Incorporated. Uh, we're here at GeoWeek 2023 in Denver, Colorado, and I'm here with a very, very special guest, uh, Carla Lauder. She's the content manager and conference chair for GeoWeek. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Carla, I'd love to uh, understand your experience in becoming the conference chair at GeoWeek, and um, you know what led you from from uh, early days to here. Sure. So I started out at Diversified, who's the company who runs GeoWeek, um, as
1: got hired as an editor for Spar 3D. So essentially covering the news in the 3D and reality capture world. Um, and then we um, you know, also incorporated um, AEC Next. We started a newsletter for them, and then also the ILMF, the International Lidar Mapping Forum. So I became kind of a content uh, guru. We bring we brought the websites together and we, and we ended up kind of trying to figure out what these different audiences need. And through that I was managing and uh, still kind of managed three newsletters to our audience. Many of you are probably subscribe to those. A lot of people have stopped me because they see my little thumbnail from the newsletter. But then um, as that evolved, because we wanted the content on the news site to also reflect the content of the conference. I started getting more involved in that type of, type of work, you know, what's the hot topics that we need to put on the conference program or what's on the conference program that we're really not talking about in the news on the kind of year round cycle. So that natural synergy there kind of led to me being more and more involved in conference and this year um, I did get uh, promoted into the content managers uh, position where I'm kind of helping to develop the conference program for this year and next um, and kind of really staying focused on geo week um, for for the entire year. So it's gonna be very, very exciting and I'm, I'm already so psyched about the feedback that I've received about this year's conference and what we can do to kind of continue to work towards those audiences in the role.
0: Beautiful. I'm, I'm very impressed with the, with the presenters that you have and the topics that you have. Um, uh, what are what are some of the challenges in, in finding the presenters and, and, and generating the topics?
1: Well, we put out a call for speakers uh, in the late summer, usually, and then we kind of go through those, and then we kind of hand pick panels to, that we, of people that we think that go together. But we're always looking for new voices as well, so it's really easy to go back to the same people that you know and say, oh, of course, you're the expert on that, come on stage. But we want to make sure that we're also representing um, you know our all of the industries that we represent. We also want to you know, be more inclusive and bring more new voices in and so some of the challenge is just balancing the okay sure, I've gotten that that proposal that's a great talk, but is it the is it the exact talk that people need or can we kind of stretch it a little bit or, or you know put something on about uh, the nerfs was one of the ones that I threw on this year of a lot of interest in it, but it's something that uh, I think our audience wanted to hear I, It's also a challenge just in general to kind of when you're bringing together these three brands that have slightly different audiences to try to figure out ways to both have sessions that are specific to certain roles, but also speak to a broader overarching theme of the conference, which is that silos are breaking down between these industries. There's a convergence happening, and the you know the GIS folks and the construction folks they're not going to be separate for long. Um, so if for in the keynote, for example, uh, for both keynotes, um, we kind of touched on that about how there's going to be more collaboration. There's going to be more cross-cutting innovation, and that we should all be in the same room. And I'm just so happy to be a part of bringing people into the same room.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, and I observed, observed that uh, yeah. throughout the conference. In fact, uh, the, the panel that I moderated, Empowering Digital Twins, yeah. was uh, was really. I felt like all of all of what you represent at GeoWeek was brought together on that panel, and it really showed that integration between the GIS and, and the bin side of the house. Um, so I was very impressed with with how the conference was uh, was organized and, and, and overall moderated, um, very impressive. Um, so you spoke a little bit about, um, uh, about the core topics at, at the keynotes, mm, yeah. uh, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what we learned at, at the specific keynotes. Sure, for,
1: so for that opening keynote, um, you kind of wanted to focus not on you know, very specific experiences of oh I tried this technology and I had trouble with it, but to kind of talk about the broad experience of you know, companies at small, medium, large levels how do you know when the right time is to adopt a new technology, and how are you doing that in a way that you're getting a good ROI or that it's you know training your people to come along with you? We they talked a lot about that you know pushing back on technology for technology's sake you know you really want to have that purpose, and I think that even though the folks that we got up there were mostly from the AEC environment, I think those still those questions that are being wrestled with really are being wrestled with across all industries because everybody's got a software, everybody's got an app, everybody's got a solution. And I think it's very important to kind of really do that soul searching introspection and figure out what you really need. And I I think our industry's at that point where you know before there weren't a lot of solutions, now there's more, so we gotta make you know kind of strategic choices. And then carrying on to, into Jack's keynote, um I, I really appreciated that Jack kind of spoke to our audience and recognized that they're made up of a diverse bunch of job roles and that and that they are kind of collectively on this path to make the future a better place or to change the way that we interact with information, that all of this technology, you know, is nothing without the people that are doing the work. And I think recognizing that our audience is so much in that, you know, practitioner, they are the ones in the field, they are the ones getting this data, putting it together. Those two, I think, really complemented each other in that those are what we're wrestling with. Who are we, what are we doing, and why are we doing it? And uh, you know, I was pleased with them both, but uh, you know, we'll see if we have next year. But anything that we can do to kind of help people see themselves in the role that they're in—that's what we want able to do.
0: I think you did a very great job with that, and Thanks. as does the keynote presenters. Yeah, um, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit um, about the um, the content uh, creation element to um, to attracting the three different audiences mm-hmm. that have now become GeoWeek. And if you could remind us what those three different audiences are. Sure.
1: So the three different audiences is kind of born out of those three prior conferences. We to brought together. So there's one that's very lidar focused, um, mostly you know, aerial and now UAV kind of in, involved in the lidar collection. There, then we have the 3D professionals that are doing all kinds of reality captures at all scales with all types of different uh, uh, technology, and then uh, the AEC folks who are bringing more digitalization to their workflows across everything that they're doing in AEC design and every you know through ownership. Um, and I think that uh, in building the conference program, what we, tr- what we also did is we leaned on our advisory board, which is also representative of these different industries. So we you know, get a, call, a bunch of call for speakers. We go through them and pick out some things that we think would work. But then we also go back to them and go, what, what should we not miss and, and what should we bring in? And that collaboration with people who are actually in the industry is absolutely key for us uh, as well as you know just bringing our own you know personal judgment to the the call for speakers that come in among our team so i think that uh, we're going to be doing even more of that um, you know leaning on people to kind of help us to shape uh, certain uh, parts of that audience next year but i i think that that's just a wonderful process of being able to say this is what we think but let's add to it let's change it let's focus on you know certain areas and looking forward to that for next year too
0: Fantastic. I am too, and um, and and just as a, another quick reminder, how can, uh, if you have a call for speakers, yes. when is that? And, uh,
1: and so typically that happens in July. So I know that seems we're a show in February. That seems super early, but that really does give us enough time to, you know, have a couple of uh, talks accepted and then find complimentary folks um, with that. So please, um, I'm, I'm kind of imploring you, the audience, to to check out um, and keep an eye out for that in summer um, when we do that, because we'd love to hear from more people. It does, you do not have to have given a talk or any kind of a panel before at GeoWeek, I'm looking for new people as well. And even if you have recommendations, so say you don't want to have a talk, you know, get in touch with us because if there's some people that you know that can really share experiences that are going to en- enrich our audience uh, in their daily work and in what they do, we want
0: to hear about it. And, uh, and, and another testament to, to how you choose your speakers is I really observed um, uh, very um, senior experts uh, mm-hmm. that have been in the industry for decades, and also individuals that are early in career and aspirational, yeah. and we've had the honor of interviewing some of them. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so I just want to uh, say thank you so much, yeah. Carla, again, for hosting us and absolutely. for, for your, all of your effort and dedication to, to making sure that Geo Week is successful. Yeah, and
1: thank you so much for, for having us here, and we hope, to, hope you enjoyed it this year and hope you enjoy absolutely. it next
0: year as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome to Future Construct. I'm Mark Oden, the CEO of BIM Designs Incorporated. uh, And we're also here at GeoWeek 2023 in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Today, I'd love to welcome Shawana Johnson, the president of Global Marketing Insights. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Shawana, I'd love to hear about your your background. Uh, What brought you to be the president of Global Marketing Insights?
2: Well, you don't have enough time uh, in a podcast, but long story short, I had the honor of working uh, in an organization that was assigned the responsibility of commercializing our country's first satellite Moving it out of the national defense space into the commercial space, and that included standing up ground stations all over the world, putting together the largest distributor network for satellite imagery, and we included aerial imagery in that as well, and also then um, improving the academic approach to geospatial and GIS by providing training curriculum, sample imagery, software uh, to 4,500 universities all over the world. So that's how my career started out and as the industry grew and the commercial side of geospatial and GIS grew, I had the opportunity to uh, utilize the database that I had created in the development of that commercial company. That satellite is now known as Landsat. Um, I was involved in Landsat uh, 4, 5, 6, 7. We're now on Landsat 9. And when you click on your maps on Google Maps and you hit satellite, that's typically what you're looking at. But I had the opportunity then to stand up a business specifically focused on assisting the rest of the world, in ways in which they could take GIS and geospatial information, which was coming at us even strong 20 years ago, but you could take it and learn to develop a business from it. And we do three things at Global Marketing Insights. We do highly customized market research. We work with uh, associations like the World Geospatial Industry Council to large government agencies, to large defense contractors, to two-person startup companies in the building, information, modeling, and construction industry.
0: That's wonderful. Oh, go
2: ahead. And we also provide them with very direct uh, customer market research as well. If they want to develop a new product or service, we tell them, how strong is that market? Here's who you need to meet with. Uh, We can make some of the introductions. We also help them with a very operational strategic plan as well.
0: That's, uh, you have such an incredible background, and, uh, and, and your company is doing amazing things. I'm just so impressed. Um, and you also have uh, a, a tie-in to the, the federal government that you can only speak a little bit about, but I'd love a, a basic introduction of how you work with them.
2: Yeah, so given my background, I'm a subject matter expert in geospatial technology, and what that means is I look at what's going on in the commercial world, And I help bridge technologies that would support our government into that world. And that's hard sometimes, that transition from commercial to doing government work is difficult. And we also look at government technologies and national labs um, and that the government has worked with. And they would now like it to spin out into the commercial world. So we can kind of move things both ways and advise on here are these companies this is where they started. This is what they do. This is where they could work within the government and help advise on those types of matters.
0: Um, in terms of uh, your, your purview of technologies, it looks like you, you, you personally and, and your company covers many, many different ta- technologies. Um, what are some examples of those, and, and then how can we tie those into the BIM world?
2: So um, everything has to have a geospatial underpinning. Um, And now, in this world, uh, ancillary technologies are everywhere. So we work in what I would call the advanced 5G, advanced communications and sub-six technologies. Um, That ties into the BIM and the construction world because that's... wired radios and wireless radios Mm -hmm. that they use on site. And depending upon what they're constructing, you know, that can take up a lot of bandwidth. You want your communications to be private. You don't want anything about your project to be shared with anyone else. We also delve into cybersecurity because... Everything that we move along the information highway also has to be secure. So we look at uh, cybersecurity, how do you move your data in the right way in wireless and cellular networks, how do you keep it safe, and how do you move it with low latency at a high capacity throughput. In the digital twin environment, especially in BIM and in the construction industry, Some of uh, the bigger companies are very advanced in that area, uh, but sometimes they don't understand how to bring in a variety of different data sets and how to get them automated and visualized and then how to describe to their client what the real value of that digital twin is. So we work a lot in helping bring realistic um, data points and viewpoints to the metaverse digital twin world Um, especially in construction.
0: Wonderful. Um, And uh, when we switch to GeoWeek here, uh, speaking about GeoWeek, you're on a panel tomorrow, is that right? That's correct. Um, What's the the panel about and um, what are some key takeaways for the audience?
2: So um, co-hosting a panel, with, um, I'm the MAPS liaison. MAPS is the largest uh, United States based uh, geospatial mapping organization in, in the United States, focused on the United States. We've partnered with World Geospatial Industry Council and they have a variety of members from all over the world looking at all geospatial technologies. And our panel is um, looking at collaborations in public-private partnerships as we look at what happens in the policy and the climate action world and how does that work its way down into the built world. The panel's at 9 a.m. tomorrow in room 605 here in the Colorado Convention Center. And there's two separate panels. The first panel is going to introduce... Some of these larger, overarching policies and decisions that are made about climate initiatives, sustainability. The panel I'm um, and on that side of the panel is Esri, Autodesk, um, I believe Trimble and Hexagon, and Barb Ryan, the executive director of. World Geospatial Industry Council will run that panel. My panel comes up, and on my panel I have Ed Kuntz with Kachera International, Lisa Nyssen from WGI Geospatial Services, part of WGI, the big corporation, and also Joe Seppi. He's the national um, defense uh, executive for Wolpert, and those companies... Uh, one is an AEC firm, very involved in engineering and construction. Uh, two of them are like that. And Kuchera International is an aerial, aerial imaging firm, and they uh, do mapping and um, ortho maps and fly LIDAR all over the world. We're going to then say, okay, they just talked about these big policy decisions. How did that come down and relate in the real world? And I will show um, discuss a, a new public-private partnership in Palm Beach County, Florida. And then each of our panel members will actually discuss how this type of policy really dictates the way that it appears in our real built world. And they'll talk about very specific projects that engage a lot of different technologies um, so that people can see when you watch what goes on in the public policy and climate and sustainable development world, it actually does eventually have a real impact in building information modeling in the AEC space.
0: I'm so excited about that panel and thank you so much for, for, for sharing you're that welcome. with us and, and uh, I think you're perfect for helping explain the, 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 the translation between the public and the private space and all the sensitivities related to that. Um, uh, what, what else are you excited about seeing at GeoWeek uh, this week or, or particularly who and uh, who are you excited about meeting?
2: Well yesterday I was in an exceptional panel and it was scaling of digital twins. Mm-hmm. And it was the the panel itself, there were six participants. They each showed how they did digital twinning in their um, environment, whether it was natural resources or true building constructs, um, city, smart city development. And we've we've always had a version of digital twins. When you work in the geospatial world, you've always had the ability to do time series and motion series detection. But those were beautiful videos. Now, these are immersive technologies where you can actually see information associated with them. And I, that panel was just uh, exceptional. And so I have some meetings set up with some folks on that panel. And uh, then tomorrow's uh, my panel, and uh, I'm helping out at the MAPS and the WGIC booth, and we've just had great conversations already. So, I, but I, like, I really like seeing the advancements in the metaverse and digital twins.
0: Very cool. Um, to bring uh, Global Marketing Insights and GeoWeek together, um, you, you work on uh, very specialized and commissioned research reports. Mm-hmm. Um, is, there, is there one or two reports that you'd like to highlight uh, that are highly related to, to GeoWeek?
2: Uh, Two are coming out soon. Mm -hmm. So, and those will be, one will be released in May or June of this year. The second one will be released in December. Uh, The first one is a public private ship um, partnership study in Africa. For specifically geospatial public private partnerships. We're focusing on a uh, engineering and construction firm in Ghana called Geotech Systems Limited and work they'll be doing with the Lands Commission where they're installing an entire CORES network uh, with a partner called GMX of Israel, also though located in Ghana. And that um, those CORES network points will be placed on a platform. The government will get to use them in the Lands Commission, but everyone else in the industry, whether they're in engineering or construction, can get on the platform and buy those recent points, and that's the partnership side, where they'll make their money Um, off of a revenue share. So I'm very excited about that report and having people look at all of Africa in the geospatial infrastructure and earth observation way so they can see all of these building information um, partnerships. There's over 491 public-private partnerships in Africa today. They've been going on for 20 years. And I'm very excited about having people see the talent and the experience that's there and how we can help bring that even farther into the future by assisting them with better communications and more cybersecurity. And that gets released in May or June of this year. It'll be easiest found on the WGIC website. So it's uh, www.wgiccouncil.com. The last report that'll come out, I think in December, but maybe January, depends, always depends on the client. That's a climate initiative study also focused on Africa, specifically in disaster resiliency and small-scale farming. Now there are many, many climate plans out there and they have national adaptation plans in 17 countries in Africa. We're diving right into geospatial. And what are you doing? What's going on in your country? And how can you all help each other? And the report is really an operational guide. The PPP is an operational guide as well. It, at the end of it is a guidebook on how to build a geospatial PPP. So I'm very excited about those two reports.
0: I share your excitement as well, and I'm, I'm just so in awe about the impact that you have on, on, the, on the world and the community. So thank you for driving positive change. Yeah,
2: and those are exciting because they're publicly available. A lot of our other work is owned by the client. So.
0: Sure. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Joanna. Um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, and, and I really appreciate meeting you.
2: Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure, and you have a great week, too.